the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 listening to the john DePietro show weekdays folks we start at 11 we go until 2 a.m 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com this portion of the program brought to you by red island's Dunwood garden center pr landscape materials and garden center homegrown hanging pots still available 10 12-inch, also 14-inch moss baskets. You will not find any of these type of beautiful anywhere else. Also, annual flats, annual 4-inch, 6-inch pots, 12-inch patio pots, large selection of perennials. Also, wonderful vegetables and herbs, trees and shrubs, landscape materials, screen loom, mulch, dark pine, black hemlock, crushed stone. Make PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center your one-stop, one-carry, everything. Complete your home landscaping. Check them out on Facebook, PR Materials and Landscape Center. Gift certificates are available. Father's Day coming up. Check them out. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off Route 4. Well, folks, it is um, it is Monday, and, you know, a couple, couple things. Number one, this is uh, this story in, in, in Providence is one to watch regarding the homeless encampment. These people are trespassing. Uh, they should be treated as such. They're squatting. This is not their land. This is private property. They have descended onto it. There's at least 15 of them. There could be more coming. The city initially gave them uh, 48 hours to remove, to get out of there. They did not. And then Mayor Lorza went. Keep in mind, you know, he'd like to run for governor. So suddenly now he's saying, oh, we need to find a compassionate solution. Listen, they're trespassing and they don't belong there. And the people in the neighborhood don't want them there. And this is dangerous. If you start to allow this, it erodes neighborhoods. It uh, it destroys. It is not fair to the people that own property that have homes in that neighborhood. As the local media, that the media coverage of this has been sympathetic to, I'm going to call them what they are. They're trespassing or they're squatters or whatever you want to call uh, and many of them, they choose to be homeless. They, no, I don't want to go to a shelter. No, uh, the state wants to put us up in a motel. No, I want to camp here. And look at this. We have an outdoor shower and we have a, a garden. And, and then uh, a local reporter, when she went to go cover the story on, on Friday night, they, somebody, they broke into her, I think, into her vehicle and stole her handbag. Listen, that, that's the type that you're dealing with. So, but this is important because if they don't get rid of them, it's, it's very tough. And if, if the state starts to go in that direction where they start to allow these encampments and and these are people, folks, I, I get it. There's starting to be a larger population of people that don't want to work and they say, I'll pitch a tent and then we go here and we get free food in the morning and then we come back and then we work this out. We have a shower and then some other people drop off some supplies and then we go to this soup kitchen for we get lunch. And then we do whatever we want in the afternoon. And then, uh, you know, we do this or that. And then there's a place you go and and um, take care of whatever or get some booze or drugs. And then by that time, it's dinner time. I mean, if, if this, it takes up your entire day in trying to be homeless. And think how many jobs are open right now. There's a lot of jobs. There's a worker shortage. There's a people that they, they could find work if they wanted to. They can't say there's no jobs. It's not like that. We are developing a larger part of the population who are choosing not to work. And they say, you know, it's not great, but it's not bad. I would rather live in a tent on this land. And each day, the things that you and I, the things that working people take for granted, because you don't have time to focus on that. You don't have time to make your way to, you know, the soup kitchen. You eat in your kitchen. You don't have time to then go and try to find a place to take a shower. You have a shower. Uh, all of those things, but 
they 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 act like I don't have time to work because I'm so busy just trying to survive the the day to day. But it's 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 dangerous. And and my sympathy is with the people in that neighborhood. They didn't sign on for this. They bought homes. Uh, they own homes or rent homes in that area, and they are entitled to safety. They said the people in this encampment they make loud noise. Uh, people are coming and going through the night. I mean, there's an element of anarchy. Now, right now, there's 15. What if it becomes 1,500? And then you have like a, a village. You know, we've seen some of this. This is wrong. This should not be encouraged. When they are just giving these people his, and they all have cell phones, by the way, uh, they should be trying to help them find a job is what they should be doing. And then helping them find, all right, you know, why don't we get three of you into an apartment and you got to get off the street. And, and also something that no one wants to touch on are the amount of illegals that are taking up a lot of the low income housing. You never want to, they never want to address that. But in some of those, you know, apartments they have, it's, it's a two bedroom, three bedroom apartment. They have 10 people living there, or they have a house that is three different floors and there's, you know, 20 people living in the house. Why? Cause they're here illegally. Now, if you didn't have them there, then you'd have more low-income housing no one wants to address that and no one wants to address the fact let's face it president biden seems very feeble overseas this trip um part of being president is you have to travel uh he is definitely an older man it seems to have taken a lot out of him he uh does not i i don't know what's going to happen when he meets with i think on wednesday is when he's going to meet with putin um uh, you know and the rest of the they all love that they're all shaking his hands i i mean right now it's like they see the united states as as like a, a pigeon as uh, someone that can be manipulated and it's old joe and um you knew right from the outset when they when the president first lady said that the main focus and the thing they were the most excited about the trip was the, the meeting with queen elizabeth which again it, it's fine but you know uh the Russian meeting is something very important. What we're going to do about China is is very is obviously important. Um, trying to you know keep the United States from having the invasion that we have right now as it's getting worse at the border. Those are the things that are far more important than a photo op and an opportunity to go up to the Queen and say, "Hey, we're really sorry about Prince Philip, uh, but you are not. You still don't have the Vice President." has already they have shown that she is just not up to the job uh it's all about optics we knew that folks we knew that with this crowd but it's really becoming more visible and the vice president kamala harris she was very testy uh whether it was with some foreign journalists and definitely lester holt she is not used to being questioned she doesn't like being questioned and the question of when are you going to the border there's a problem there's a problem at the border, and a big part of this now is it's become big business with getting these people in. And it's either ransom or they charge them thousands, and they're so brazen about it. And this is a result of Biden-Harris. Why do we have to be? Why do all these people have to come crashing in here? And then you have to pay for it. I have to pay for it. Um, they go towards the sanctuary states and the sanctuary cities. And you're seeing uh, you know, some of the... Look, look at what happened with uh, them kidnapping, kidnapping that postal worker and the drugs and the gangs. You know, these this is the result when you bring people from foreign lands and tell them they're more than welcome to set up shop in Rhode Island. They don't belong here. They should be deported. They shouldn't be allowed in. We need I like the fact Texas is going to step up. They're going to build their own wall. You know, Biden and Harris, they are completely not up for the job. I mean, it's so obvious for all to see. All right. We have a lot more head. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. 508 508- 336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, in the wintertime. JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for Light for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depietro.com, D E P T R O.com. No wise. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, anchorrising.com. It's Justin Katz. And Justin, let's start off with uh, this is rather unusual or bizarre, even that. Uh, Governor McKee has decided to extend the emergency under. Now, Massachusetts, I think theirs ends tomorrow. Uh, the numbers are way down. It's it's obviously no longer an emergency. Uh, there's different speculation. And they're trying to point to different reasons on why this is continuing. But let's start off with that. And I'd like to just hear your thoughts on this. Well, as you say, there there is no reason. It's it's not an emergency. Even if you wanted to argue that we're in, in the midst, still in the midst of a pandemic crisis, uh, it's not an emergency. And the the things that Governor McKee is mentioning, he for example, he wants to be able to keep in place regulations, uh, re- regulatory relief that lets businesses have takeout beer and wine, for example. I mean. The legislature's in session. That's what we have them for, to pass laws. If there's if that's an issue, they could get rid of that regulation to begin with. I don't know why it's there in the first place. Or if they're not comfortable with that, they can extend just that. The, so this is what a legislature's for. And this has been an issue going back into Raimondo's term, uh, Raimondo's time in office last summer. By that time, you could pull in the legislature and start to put in to process that actually has these laws, but they like at the state house, they like this ability to just decree things. A lot of the local cities and towns are still doing zoom meetings, which they love because they can, they can keep people from, from talking. They don't have to sit in a room with a bunch of people and get that vibe that they're doing something that people don't like. They can just keep them off the zoom meeting or only show their, their name and not their faces. They love this, and so they're they're extending this as far as they can. But what, what concerns me, though, is kind of the precedent. If this is how it works, if if an emergency doesn't have to be really an emergency, but just some, I don't know, it, it's a little bit easier right now to not have to follow any rules in government. We're going to see a lot more of that. And I I did write in the past week on Anchor Rising about uh, 15 states have some kind of legislation starting to try to pull in uh, these emergency declarations and the powers they create for the mainly for the bureaucracy. Uh, Rhode Island is not one of those states. And I think we really need to start thinking about because this is this is changing the nature of our, our government right out from under us. 
That's exactly right. And especially, Justin, you're right about the meetings and people have no idea when when a, when uh, they don't have to look out at a, a hall or a room or a meeting room full of different constituents or sometimes, you know, people can go uh, get a little boisterous or go longer than they initially anticipated or get back up. It's it's so much easier to control the uh, the flow of the meeting when there's just, you know, you have to register. Everybody has to go on Zoom. Um, people are not as committed. And so um, I, I, I think it's um, a big part of this is exactly as you described, which is just a control thing. And it's also was noteworthy that the state house is still not officially open, which still doesn't make full sense. For instance, last week is, as you probably know, the, the state house now closes at three o'clock and they were scheduling a, a press briefing for three o'clock. So then the, the uh, second amendment advocates wouldn't be able to attend. Now, Governor McKee, was, Credits seem to be unaware of that and said, all right, well, let's just move it outside. But uh, the same thing goes, which is there's definitely an element of controlling local government that they like. Hard to get up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've there was recently in my own experience in Tiverton a, a public hearing on a on a bill, and you're talking a public hearing. The purpose of a public hearing is for the public to be heard, uh, and the, the council president just held everybody to like three minutes, which is more like a testimony type thing, and you only got to talk once. Uh, whereas if you're in in a hall and somebody says something, you can at least shout out from the audience. That's not true. You know, that's what that's what kind of you know democracy looks like is people right. debating and and putting their voice forward and yet they just can completely control all that and i think the the gun rally is a a great example i mean a most years that's like fill the state house with noise no legislature no legislator can have any doubt that there's a very strong opposition to gun control legislation uh that's different when you've got to just you know, everybody go stand outside the state house, uh, and you don't know if anybody can hear you. You don't know if they're even in the building. It's it's really just a you know a, a gathering at that point, and not really um, a push. And, and it's worth noting too that this it's all one sided. Obviously, you get the BLM, you get all that. They're they're all perfectly able to to break any of the, any of the rules. They can any any distancing asking whatever that's all off the table so it becomes very selective too when you've got this it's who are you going to enforce the rules against uh, when you've got these emergency restrictions so I, I think it's it's kind of it's disappointing that we're not seeing more groups that claim to be good government groups say the ACLU or, or common cause even uh, coming out and saying all right you guys are pushing this really too far uh, I suspect if it starts to in, infringe on the rights of, of progressive activists that'll that story will change a little bit Folks, again, our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, let's stay with, since you mentioned it, and, or I did actually, but the, the gun legislation. So last week, they had a big press briefing, and all the general office holders, Attorney General Peter Narona, obviously Governor McKee, but then they put in the same spot Secretary Nelly Gobia wanted to be there, and also General Treasurer Seth Magaziner and all the reps and Moms Demand Action. And all this legis uh, gun legislation, and then I attended and even spoke at the Second Amendment rally that happened on Thursday. But the thing about the the uh, the first one, the gun safety, they they weren't even really announcing what it was they were putting forward. But really stuck out to me was the Second Amendment. People feel they're doing this as a result of the violence and all of the legislation seemingly is going to hurt the legal gun owner and none of the people involved with all the shootings in Providence, none of them seem to be legal gun owners. Yeah, that's that's the most startling thing about it all. They, and it, it's not actually new that new for the gun control crowd. It's, it's, these bills will not have an effect. They're, I, I wrote on Anchor Rising a few weeks ago that the big shooting, at least in Providence, uh, the, the I think the first one, a majority of the people involved in that incident had recent records some of them with illegal guns i'm pretty sure the the accused the person accused of stabbing the college student in newport a few weeks ago also had recently been caught with an illegal gun Two so guns. these are not yeah Two so these charges. are not these are not you know saying you're going to limit magazine capacity and, and make things harder for illegal gun owners they have to lock up their guns that's not the issue and until unless and until you can prove that all these illegal guns were physically stolen from somebody's house who didn't have it locked in their closet appropriately, 
then it might even at least be relevant. But at this point, it's just it's just a knee jerk thing. And, and you see this in politics and government all the time is they've got a list of legislation that their special interests want to push through. And when something happens in the news, they connect the dots and say, OK, this is pretty close to this one. Let's push this legislation as a response to that thing in the news. So I, I think that's what we're seeing here. And it's just the trying to advance. I mean, there's no nothing new. The, the closest I saw to anything rational was Lieutenant Governor uh, Sabina Matos said that they have to focus on other things. She mentioned the wrong things, the lack of affordable housing, lack of opportunities, and to improve schools, those might help at the margins. But I, that, at least that's sort of why we're getting violence in, in the city. Uh, I think the the big elephant in the room to me is is they none of them want to talk about family structure, uh, fatherlessness. These are a lot of the things. And so I, what I questioned on Anchor Rising was whether, whether reporters should start to, all right, we get all the details of these these perpetrators and the people involved in gun, gun violence. But if, if you look at you know nationwide, the school shootings and mass shootings, I, I, I think every single one of them or something in 98% are come from fatherless households. So I, you'd think that would be, be playing a bigger deal. So maybe, yes. when we, maybe when we start seeing these stories and here are the eight people involved in the shooting in Providence, maybe part of the story should be, what's their household situation? Wow. I mean, I like be, that. that that might be more relevant than whether they you know whether they had previous charges obviously that's relevant but but there's there's this seems to be the key the core of the problem and i i don't think we'll ever see the start to question that because if you look at the last two mayors of providence um i i'm not sure the timing of their weddings but i know they at least both fathered children yeah out of what um, yep. So, I mean, it, it gets to end it be a, a, a pattern. They're not going to start to challenge that culturally because one, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're complicit in it and they, they are, they have those, that kind of lifestyle. And two, they're, they don't want to have to actually start to push problems that might push solutions that might challenge their bases because then they'll, they'll be out of a job. But I think if you, if you're going to be serious about reducing crime, you have to start talking about at that level, what is going on in our culture and our communities that's causing this. That's what it is. It's not guns. It's not illegal access to guns. It's, I mean, it's not legal access to guns. That's the problem. And nobody, nobody really wants to go there because at the end of the day, we're talking about progressive policies are the problem, both destroying a nuclear family, limiting uh, opportunities for people. That's what's causing these problems. And, and that's exactly what our government officials in Rhode Island don't want to fix. Boy, that is an excellent point and something uh, in a future press conference question that about uh, some of the things that they, they mentioned that they think that are wrong and how come they never address that. Folks, we're going to take yeah, a quick break. Great. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 
401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Softwash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Softwash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz. He is the manager, uh, managing editor for AnchorRising.com. Justin, uh, I came in in Providence, and a bunch of homeless people uh, just set up on an empty, vacant lot. It's not their land, and they set up the tents, and then they have the media out, and then the city gave them 48 hours to leave. And, you know, I, I was especially taken by one of the members of the local media um, was saying, look at this. And they even set up an outdoor shower and they started a garden and they have some plants and some buckets and pails. And, um, and the people in the like, no, they got to get out of here. They're destroying our neighborhood. They allowed, they make noise. People are coming and going all hours of the night and they curse and they, uh, you know, there's crime and so forth. And then the local reporter who was trying to do this, uh, you know, very, uh, sympathy type of story her handbag was stolen when she was covering the story she had left it i guess in a car i don't know if the car was locked or not but someone stole her handbag and it was very unique but mayor lorza goes and he said oh no we need to figure out a compassionate uh, uh solution here and uh, a big part of this is a lot of the one of the reasons some of these people they don't like the shelters is you you can't bring drugs into a shelter you can't bring alcohol into a shelter uh, you can't bring animals. They and they were even adamant, saying, "No, no, we don't want to go hotel. They put us up. No, we're making the demands here." Uh, but Mayor Lorza caved, and he's allowing these people. I think they're trespassing, but to just stay on this land, and it becomes. I think the media narrative was far more sympathetic as opposed to than the people in the neighborhood that clearly want them out of there. Yeah, I, I but I. Watching Aloza's performance there, I kept remembering uh, a year or so, maybe two years, a viral video online of somebody riding along a San Francisco bike path with a, a GoPro and just filming the miles and miles of a tent city. That's how you get there. Is this right. going to be compassionate? I mean, of course we want to be compassionate. Of course we need to find solutions that help people and don't hurt them. But that's the problem. The more comfortable this becomes. I mean, you, if you read the story in a Boston Globe about this, uh, this encampment in Providence, it's almost like, hey, I'll t I feel like I should take a week and go there for vacation. That sounds like a kind of a fun thing, like a camping kind of thing. If the more attractive you make it, the more compassionate you are, the more you draw people to that to that spot to be a, to be a part of it. If they get kicked out of an encampment in another state, they'll, oh, look, I saw, I, I'm hearing about this great one in Providence. Maybe I'll go try that out. That's how you get this. And there's never a good, once, once you say we have to be compassionate, they can, they can break the law. There's never a good place to stop. <laughs> it just snowballs until you've got people moving out of your city because they can't take it anymore. And every, the streets are littered with, with drug paraphernalia and, and, and garbage. That's not a, an approach, especially for the, the mayor to be taking. If they're trespassing, they, they need to be moved off the land. It's kind of just that simple. Uh, you don't, there's no, there's no, the, the city doesn't have an exception 
for enforcing its own laws that they're not prepared to to take care of the people they're pushing off of somebody's private land they're there to keep order let's find a way to help people but you can't you can't do that by waiving laws especially with with other people's property and and not only that look at the reaction of uh mayor lords even said oh i i know the leader of them uh she's i think she's in her early 30s she's been homeless since she was 18 but justin what it's it's as if the media and certain people don't want to acknowledge is you're exactly right but these people they're basically choosing to be homeless there's an element of freedom that goes with it look how up up upside down it is where they're saying we you know the city wants us to go to a motel by the way which the city or the state whoever would pay for it no i don't want to do that they're making the demands so much for the old adage yours can't be choosers but what also didn't seem to jive was the people in the neighborhood that seemed to be latino they were very adamant. This was not, you know, the uh, the mean, angry white people, the people in the neighborhood at the encampment. They seem to be, you know, somewhat poor, but they, to their credit, they're homeowners, they work and they want these people out of the neighborhood. And there's less. I what I notice has changed is in the past, the story would have been more sympathetic to the neighbors. But this the fact that the media was like taken by that they had an outdoor shower and and that they would look at this, they're planting a garden. And yeah, they could do if their own land. What about the people up the street that they work, they bought a home, they have indoor plumbing, they have indoor showers, they have want to have a garden in the backyard, and they don't want to have a homeless encampment at the end of the street. And Justin, let's face it, that doesn't help property values in the neighborhood. It hurts yeah. property values in the neighborhood. But I, I think we both agree that the media narrative, the way it's portrayed now, is far more sympathetic to the whatever you want to call them, trespassers, but far more. And Mayor Lords, we're going to do the compassionate thing. I come back to what about the people that live in the neighborhood who are trying to you know, follow the law and, and maintain their neighborhood? Yeah, as well, it's sort of like the defund the police and inner city violence is it always affects the community that's there. It doesn't affect, you know, the folks on the east side of Providence or out in the suburbs uh, that it, it hurts the people who are trying to who are striving to get out of that. And one thing in the, the media narrative that, that struck me that feels like it's a shift. Uh, they actually they found one of the local property owners, Herberto Luna, I think is his name, saying the quote is, this is America. There's plenty of money out there, in other words, to help these people. Well, what about opportunity that used to be that's how i used to think you know this is america there is opportunity not this is america there's money for us to take and give to these people i i, I think that that represents a very similar shift i mean i remember years ago i, I unloaded fishing boats in, in point judith and one day a guy was working next to me and he had been homeless and living in kind of a a just a, an observance a bus stop or something nearby he got the job on a docks one of the dock workers had an extra room he could he could sublet to him. In a few months, the guy was back on his feet. That's that's kind of what we what the opportunity we should be. There's plenty of opportunity, and we hear this all the time. There are tons and tons of job openings right now. People don't want to work. That's we we need to be nudging people. Sometimes you know, com the compassionate approach is is to be a little bit harder and say you've got to do something. We can't just supply you with everything you want you can't just squat on this land and as you're pointing out the what about compassion to those lower income working class folks who are just trying to get by their lives are hard enough i've been there you, it's hard enough to make everything come together let alone when you've got to come home maybe you can't really enjoy your outdoors because there's just too much noise going on you can't you have to be a little bit worried about your kids that's not a good situation and that's kind of what we have government to do is make sure we don't have these kind of dangerous situations that can become a tinderbox if something were to set something off. Yeah. And I talked to a, a police officer who said a lot of times the homeless encampment people, they're breaking into local home. there are off at work. And like, how is that fair? But I thought it was only fitting the local reporter did this story and look at this and they have the outdoor shower and this is their community. And then look what happens. She gets her handbag stolen. So yeah, that's their street people. If they see something, they take it. I'm sure they, you know, took whatever cash was there and then sold the bag somewhere. And they're looking for people to walk to them, and it, it becomes a little bit of a racket. I mean, I view them as grifters. 
And as you said, you're exactly right. Think of this is unprecedented with the worker shortage. Uh, someone may say, well, I don't want to have to go and work in a restaurant or work in a factory. Well, you know, you, you've chosen to live this life and now there's employment. But as long as you have these people that will then cater to them or mayor lawyers are going to meet with them, you know, we're not going to evict them. We're going to find the compassion. Um, then they, they just take advantage of that. Folks, another quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on The John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing? Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred. We're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor for AnchorRising.com. Our segment is politics this week, and Justin, um, uh, for this segment, I, I thought it was it was uh, it was extraordinary last week, but it needed to happen, and that is someone really ventures off the reservation and goes after a, a private citizen. That there was uproar, and I thought it was. I thought it was good, and it, it makes people in the media stop and think for a moment. And what we're referring to was was the Friday before uh, Tara Granahan had gone after that Nicole Solis. And basically, as much as she denies it, but her questions and everything were basically verbatim of the talking points for now we find out a PR firm was hired to try to help the South Kingstown School Committee out. And, um, and she kept trying to go back and justify it, but... I thought what was important was there was pushback. You know, people were saying, no, you know, you were attacking her for no reason. She was, of course, trying to make herself the victim, which, you know, you could almost see coming. Nicole was the victim. This was there were certain instances where, you know, the, if again, the media narrative should not be that of just taking the side of the union, taking the part of the side of the school committee, um, saying, well, there's two sides of every story. yet You don't have the other side on. And with someone basically just decided to try to, you know, go after a private citizen who was doing the right thing. And so I, I thought it was it was good. It should happen more often. And this is an example of the media that 
when you try to target someone like that, and that's what it was, that there's, there's going to be pushback from people on something like that. Right. Well, in a big picture, there has to be. I mean, that's the classic Saul Alinsky thing that our, our local unions are so good at, which is you find a person and you make them a villain and you, you beat them up and it, it discourages everybody else and it, it advances your cause. And that's that's the, the only way out of that is to make create a price. The other, on the other hand, though, the thing that one thing that really kind of jumped off the screen at me uh, uh, was Tara Granahan started putting out tweets bragging about how that interview was now the most viewed interview on or most listened to interview on WPRO uh, their website or something like that. She, she's talking about how people bad mouthing her are driving up her statistics. And it, what struck me about that was, you know, you WPRO was the kind of the, the main conservative outlet <laughs> people like Nicole Solis were their demographic, were their audience. Yeah. That's who, that's who should be listening to WPRO all the time. But now we've almost flipped where it's it's like we're going to provoke the people who used to listen to us in order for that to get them to listen to a clip. I mean, that's what really I, I wonder if that's evidence of a kind of a declining business model they've got going on over there, because that's that's a, that, that's a startling thing. If, if you're if if attacking the right gets you more listeners on a formerly conservative talk radio station and that you think that's a good thing. I think that's, that's a, I, I hope the suits over there are kind of saying, hey, wait a second. We, we shouldn't have to promote, provoke our former core listeners uh, to get them to listen to us because that's not a good sign for, the, for their, their direction. Not only that, but <clears throat> I, I don't know what kind of standard it is. If that was the number one draw, then boy, things have, have really fallen. And, and actually, as I think of it, I can't think of a recent interview that maybe, you know, besides that sparked anything. But what was also was she was then just like nasty bully with the microphone. Uh, Mike Stenhouse even called and was trying to say, you know, you're you're going along with the talking points. And it, it was the ultimate like it just happened to be a coincidence that the talking points that they discovered they actually hired a PR firm. And then they were putting it out to the media just happen to mimic it. it. It's not a good thing if people are something. And as you say, and being infuriated, it, it wasn't compelling or riveting. The thing that stood out about her interview with Nicole Solis was just it, it was so odd. And, and over 10 minutes of bow, uh, browbeating or of how did you get on Fox and Friends? And it was actually an appalling, embarrassing interview. And I, I was even surprised it was posted because a lot of times you could say, boy, that didn't go that well or that didn't come off the way we thought it would. But to then to try to be justifying it by saying, well, see, it was great because listen to how many people are listening to it and whatever it set a, set a record. I don't know what kind of record there was, but it was um that I mean, that went on for the week and trying to fight back. But for the guise of that basically her questioning exactly mimicked the individuals that were trying to undermine uh, this mom, which was, you know, are you sure you're not part of some racist national group and they didn't get you on there? Or where are you from? And and your kids aren't even in the school. And and then it even resorted into you people show me the proof. I'll sit back and then you show me proof that this is being taught in the schools. I, I just think it was it was one of the most bizarre uh, episodes involving a local talk host in quite some time. Right. Well, the and I think the the important thing to note <clears throat> is the when when you get an interview that that's hot and goes viral, there are multiple ways it can do that. And the way you want it to go is where people are listening, going, "Wow, that's an interesting interesting information. I didn't know that." <laughs> this was this response was that was unfair. <laughs> I'm outraged yes. about that. That's not really the the way you, you want to go. And I, you know, if, if we're talking, trying to get to the bottom of things, trying to help listeners understand what's going on, I'm not, I maybe I missed it, but I'm not aware that, you know, Tara Granahan had said she had never heard of the blog Legal Insurrection, um, which is, which was Nicole Solis's route to Fox News. Pretty right. Much. Uh, you'd I think, be, by the way, I believe her on that. Yeah, absolutely. So, they really, yeah. Bill Jacobson, who runs that, has a direct line to Tucker Carl. He's been on Tucker's sure. show in recent years on this issue, in re recent yep. months, on this issue. So it's, it's pretty obvious. But the point here is, okay, you've never heard of this blog. 
that was in the center of the story. Why isn't he on your show? You know, why aren't yeah. you having Bill Jacobson on there to talk about the the reach of his local blog? You know, that would right. be kind of the way you would go with that. But I, it's it's almost become a a click baiting. How can I provoke people to get more clicks on my on my Twitter account and on on WPRO and sell some advertising? I I, I think that's a, a, a doomed to failure as a business model. Yeah, never had on the um, anyone from the South Kingstown School Committee, and and just staying with uh, media and then that particular station, uh, Justin. Uh, I I think it is interesting of note that last week that uh, Jerry Zarella, who by all accounts is just a private citizen, uh, some people didn't fully understand the story, but his against Dan York and WPRO, it it was not necessarily a lawsuit. It's they're trying to get their hands on. Uh, three hours of audio where York, basically, it was it was just a beatdown for three hours. Uh, this tactic has been employed in the past. He, he was trying to goad Zarella into calling in. I'm not even sure Zarella was in state, but it had to do with the canceled McKee fundraiser, and Zarella was the co-chair of the Trump campaign. But what, um, what really should have stood out, and the Providence Journal ran with it, but what really should have stood out was this is someone that touts himself as the show of record and when a private citizen wants to hear and get three hours of the program, it won't be provided and they have to go to court to try to get it. So you have one person putting out, everybody listened to this big interview I did with Nicole, even though people were kind of um, aghast by it and felt, as you said, it was very unfair. And then you have the afternoon person who won't share three hours of, of a program. And now they have to go to court and I'd be surprised if the judge doesn't side with them. So, I mean, it, it just seems like real hypocrisy. One person is touting, everybody listened, here's the big interview I did, and then the afternoon guy is, is trying to, uh, you know, play hide-and-seek with audio of, of a three-hour show where he basically was fascination on Jerry Zarella. Yeah, it is. It is telling what's put out there, but it, I actually spent a little bit of, not a lot of time, but some time just in disbelief that the audio isn't out there to be found. I mean, isn't that kind of, it's 2021. Isn't that kind of the model? You know, you, you, you don't just let your, your show go out there and, and disappear after three hours, put it out there. It's like a podcast. People listen to it whenever they want. They can drive around and listen to your show at the end of the day or however. Um, that's what was, was kind of surprising. It's kind of as if they're moving in a different direction where we're going to control what people can say uh, and what audio they can get access to. So that is, that is surprising. And I, I it'll be interesting. I believe they have when we find it. out. I believe they yeah, have, oh, they have it, to have right it. away. I think it's interesting as you say, but then you start to wonder, all right, so they have it. Uh, Zarella's attorney, I think he contacted them within two days, wanted to get a copy of it. They listened to it and now they won't release it. That, that doesn't like, how bad is it? I mean, I heard parts of it that day. Uh, I think where he's in trouble meaning York is he was really misrepresenting the timeline of events. This was, he was for whatever reason, trying to make Dan McKee look good. And at the bequest of, uh, of Jerry Zarella and, and where I, I believe he's in trouble is this was an opinion. Um, he, he was seemingly was purposely misrepresenting the story to make Zarella look bad. And, and that's where you can get in legal trouble. Yeah. I, and that's, that's why, some radio hosts have insurance when they get in trouble uh, and they say something like that because you are on the air a long time saying things. So I, I have a lot of sympathy for for the job of that takes. But exactly, it's it's why not just release the the audio? I mean, your your shows are entirely online, right? Yes. Anybody can. Yeah. That's that's kind of the standard these days. And yeah. I, why wouldn't you? You can sell more. You can sell. That's part of your advertising. You could say you're you're going to be on our podcast too. It's just it's just very strange. To, to hide something like that and uh, you unless, know, it's gonna come out yeah unless, yeah, unless no it's definitely gonna come out so you just wonder you might as well what's, just what's there that, yeah, yeah and you know you might even get a be able to work out a deal and say how about an apology and some air sure. time my business <laughs> who knows but yeah. instead when you try to hide the I, think ball, that, like, I think that ship has sailed uh yeah. i i think the the course of events here will be it'll the judge will grant it to team zarella then i think that will result in in a lawsuit as as someone i mean i i consider i know you know a lot more than most on the where they're really in trouble is 
he he had been on the station three times, three times that day. He was on once in the morning, twice in the midday. And then, you know, so it's not like he didn't make himself available. If if they wanted to hear his take on it, they could have played. They had plenty of audio to choose from. When you choose not to and you misrepresent, it's one thing if you say, I think Mayor Laws is a lousy mayor. But when you start to misrepresent statistics to back it up, that's when you can get into trouble. And, you know, you could argue whether or not he's really a public figure. Uh, The whole thing with McKee canceling was bad. Where I believe that he's going to be in trouble is he was doing this to try to make, for whatever reason, Governor Dan McKee look good. And he was willing to kind of change the facts and the timeline and change the story in order to do it. And this this was not a three minute thing. This was a three hour, <laughs> three hours of doing that, which, I, I, again, I don't understand. I don't know why I went on that long. Um, we're going to find out. Is the uh, managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. And we will talk to you again. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Breathe clearly now, my mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see. Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, beautiful air. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025